1: to another edition of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Wednesday, Wednesday, July 26th edition. We have a rough four-game early slate and a pretty interesting 10-game late slate. Hope everybody had a good Tuesday that finally ended for you Boston and Seattle fans way into the evening. We saw a triple play, not the most orthodox, but how many triple A's are really that orthodox? Um... He's go down the list. Lots of homers as usual. Some good pitching matchups. Lance Lynn. uh, Talked about him on the Friends of the Fantasy Benefits on Monday night on Around the Bases last night. Mentioned how he'd be a sneaky, great trade candidate as he's a free agent at the end of the year. The guy continues to pitch and is so, so underrated. So check out that Friends of the Fantasy Benefits podcast. Uh, Check out Around the Bases episode 22. It is loading as we record this. It'll be out later today. Had some issues last night getting it ready, but it is good to go for you. Also, recorded UFC 214 pay per view preview. It's live this Saturday in Anaheim. John Jones, Cormier 2. Three titles are on the line. There's a lot to like in that one. And uh, Doc was not able to make it. He's on vacation, and good for him. He deserves it. But I uh, had Dougie back, and we had a guest from the MMA analysis, Wesley Colvin. Really good guy, really knowledgeable guy. Lots of fun on that. So check that out. We got uh, Bench with Bubba episode 47 recapping the Open Championship and giving you your Canadian Open DFS preview with myself, DFS Golf Gods Jesse, and Big Bucks Noami. Bucks joined us. That'll be a weekly occurrence now from the sports DGens. If you guys have any good names, let us know. We're trying to think of a name for the podcast, so keep us posted there. And last but not least for the housekeeping method... JFS Golf Cards has his just preview of the Canadian Open with his picks to click and all that good stuff. So check that out as you guys always do. Lots going on right now at thesportsdGens.com. So check us out there and on Twitter at the But enough of that. Let's get to your slates. The four-game early slate. Again, it's it's four games, so you don't have a lot to deal with. And really, to me, it's I'm not gonna spend all day on this. You got four pitchers to really focus on. You got Chris Sale. At 13-4, you don't really have to go too deep into Chris Sale. Chris Sale is Chris Sale. When you're averaging 30 points your last 10, you're averaging 30 points on the season, you're pretty damn good. You're second best on the barrel, fifth the last 30 days, striking out 40.6% of the batters he's facing. That is insane. Just crazy talk. Only Corey Kluber has been better on the top 25 list. He's getting barreled at 1.5% of the time. It's Chris Sale, if you're going to pay for him more often than not, you get what you want. Only thing is Seattle only strikes out 18.3% of the time versus lefties. Again, it's Chris Sale. He's not your average lefty. Um, They do have a little bit of pop. 318 Woba. Average ISO of 140. But lowest team total on the slate, 342. Chris Sale is in play if you want to go there. Other than that, your top price guy is Luis Severino at 11.5 at home against the Reds. Uh, The Reds are a team... That have a little bit of pop. You got Severino averaging 21.4 his last 10, 21 on the season. In Seattle, went 26-4. Then at Boston, 22-2 against Milwaukee, 24-4. Strikeouts of 6-6, 10-7, 12-5, 6-8, 7-8 his last 10. 1-5, I think 1-6. The rest were 7 or more. So in 8 of his last 10 starts, 7 or more strikeouts. You're facing a Cincinnati Reds offense, like I said, has a little bit of pop. There's no no hiding that. But they do strike out 21% of the time versus righty. Severino, sixth best on the barrel flip the last 30 days. Getting barreled 2.16% of the time. Striking out 29.5% of the batters he's facing. Another really, really good matchup uh, for for, uh, Severino. Third lowest total on the day slate. The day slate is made for... The, um, the pitcher, 3.81 total, lefty's 303, righty's 306. They do have power, a 185 iso, very, very good, versus right right-handed pitching. So Severino might give up a couple. We've seen that with Severino. He's had some rough third innings at times, and people are starting to cry out the gate, oh, no, my day's ruined. And he goes seven strong and still strikes out eight plus, and you got 25 to 30 points, and life is good. So if you want to save almost, you want to save 1,900 bucks, on sale, you go to Severino. It's gonna be very hard to get both these guys because you're gonna want to focus on two teams' bats. So it is what it is. If you want to get all the bats, you go to these guys. You can use one of these guys with the top price, or you can use them both if you really want to gamble in a GPP. And I think it might be a way to go to load up on the bats. I'm talking Patrick Corbin, 7,900 bucks at home against the Atlanta Braves. Yes, it's risky with Pat Corbin, no doubt about it. But he uh, he is a guy. That is facing the bracing. You know, that strikes out almost twenty percent of the time versus righties. Swinging strike rate of eleven percent. A really, really good fifty point seven percent ground ball rate. He does give up a little too many homers. I think a lot of that's due to the park he's in and just certain guys he faces. But in the last thirty days, he is uh, where did he go thirteenth best on the barrel fit. Getting barreled only three point two five percent of the time, which is very good, especially pitching in that ballpark. You don't want to get barreled. and he's striking out almost twenty eight point five percent of the batters he faces. Uh don't look at his overall numbers. His overall numbers are scary like the ones that you know the average Joe looks at the ERA and all that. He's got a 4.43 ERA, 1.50 whip, all scary stuff. But his last 10 games, 15.7 points, you'll take that right now against the Braves considering the other pitching options. And he's got 25-7 at Cincy, 15-1 at Atlanta. He's facing the Braves uh today in Atlanta, 5 innings, 6 hits, 2 earned, 6 Ks. Not bad. And then Cincinnati, 22-1 at L.A., 15-1, 17-3 against St. Louis, 17-6 against Philly, 20.5 at Philadelphia, 20.2 with San Diego. So nine straight really good starts. He had a hiccup at Miami, so that happens. But overall, really good stuff uh, at home, averaging 14.5 points. He's actually been better at home, a three-one-five 5 ERA at home, compared to a 6-1-9 on the road. Almost a K per inning at home, 61 Ks to 65 and two-thirds innings. He's um, overlooked many, many slates because people – that don't really dig in. Just look at the actual numbers, the you know the high ERA, the, the the not not what you're looking for WHIP, and it's scary. I get it. You're in a tough tough ballpark. Um, uh, lefties hit 302, righties hit 366. So, you know, like Kemp's and Phillips and some other guys in that lineup. Camargo's a switch hitter. He's sw- he's swinging a really good bat of late. There is stuff to be concerned about. You know, Flowers, Suzuki, Suzuki double donged on Tuesday night, but on this slate. He makes for a really good play, especially GPPs. So I'm definitely keeping an eye on him. You can match him up with one of the two top guys, or you can match him with this next guy, Jeff Samarja, who, sure, he's had some rocky outings last week. I'm not going to sh- lately. You know, 0.4 against San Diego at home. At San Diego, 9.5. At home against Miami, 11.8. That is not good, folks. Not good. But the 19.9, 20.7, 22.2, a hiccup again, 16.5. Before this last three, he's pitched rather well. And the catch here, folks, because the hiccup was at Colorado, so we kind of ignore that. He's only seventy six hundred bucks. We're used to paying nine to ten grand for Samarza. So I know he might be looking a little broken. Maybe he is a little broken and you know it doesn't work. But again, you're saving fifty, eight hundred dollars on Chris Sale. You're saving thirty nine hundred dollars on Luis Severino. This is big time cash to spread through your bats. It makes a big difference. Um, and a combination of Corbin Samarja, I would think, wouldn't be highly owned. So it's something to keep an eye on. He has gotten hit harder of late, obviously. So that's something to worry about a bit. Pittsburgh's team total, though, is the second lowest on the slate at 381. Lefty's hit 342. Righty's only 285. So you got Josh Bell. Uh, then he, Josh Bell, who does scare me, he's got some legit power of late, especially. But then it's like Adam Frazier. John Jaso. Honestly, I might miss someone else, but Polanco's on the DL, so it's a right-handed, heavy Pirates lineup. By no means is this a safe play, and neither is Corbin. Heck, neither is Severino, in my opinion, just because I know he's, he's really good and should be just fine against a team like Cincinnati, but Cincinnati has a lot of pop in that lineup. Don't let it fool you. So Samarja uh, facing a Pittsburgh team doesn't strike out a lot, 18.5%. That sucks. But uh, he does strike out 26% of the batters he faces, doesn't walk a ton, almost an 11% swinging strike rate, good uh, hard contact rate, very intriguing play, and, and and the top it off in a very, very good pitching ballpark, the best pitching ballpark in all of baseball. And the only other one, I'm going to focus on those four guys in my lineups, so I'm going to dig a little deeper in, and I might throw a dart at this one. If you want to get really weird, I know it's, it hurts, but you're facing a Giants offense that's not good. I'm talking Trevor Williams at 6,300. Now just hear me out on this. I know he's really – he's not great. Gave give it five runs out Colorado, that happens. But then five and two-thirds, nine hits, one earned, five Ks against St. Louis for 11.6. Uh, didn't go deep against the Cubs, against the Giants last time out, six innings, three hits, two earned, three Ks for 13.1. And then at 22.1, a 16.7, a couple rough ones. Then at the Mets, an 18.4, 13.9 against Arizona. It's hit and miss. It's a $6,300 player. He's a punt. He, they're going to be hit and miss. The part that gets my attention is, A, like I said, with Samarji, he's in a really good hitter's ballpark. B, in the last 30 days, he's 20th best on the barrel flip. He's getting barreled only 1.64% of the time, so he's getting better and better as he gets more experience. Doesn't strike out a ton, though. 18.03% carries, but basically 18% K rate. Giants don't strike out a ton, so that's, that's a major downside, striking out 19.5% of the time. If you are sleeping under a rock last night and Eduardo Nunez got traded to the Red Sox, I have no idea who the Giants are going to play at third, maybe Kelby Tomlinson, because they can't call hoeing up um, from AAA until his 10 days are up from being sent down last time. Pablo's not coming up anytime soon, really, would that scare you? So it'll be an interesting lineup to see what they put out there. Um, Giants' team total isn't even that high. That's why it makes it another intriguing play. Uh, one, two, three, fourth lowest on the day slate at 419. Lefty's 354, righty's 318, the Giants 291, but 129 ISO. Nothing to get too excited about. So it's Sale and Severino up top. Um, It just depends on how much you want to pay. They're both just fine. Sale's got the better matchup of the two, but both just fine. And then down below, you got Corbin, Samarza, and Williams. And I do it in that order. I like Corbin the best, then Samarza, then Williams. And Williams would be the lowest owned out of pretty much everybody on that list, in my opinion. So you go that route. Uh, I'm not going to go position by position on the bats, but basically what you're going to look at, you're going to want to stack the a snot out of uh, Arizona at home against right-handed pitcher Aaron Blair making the spot start. Lefties destroy Aaron Blair. It is something to definitely look into. Uh, righties don't do too bad against them either, but lefties, lefties 330 small samples, lefties 432, righties 337. Um, Arizona is the the play if you have them uh, the money for it. This is why I'm saying. You might not want to pay too much for pitching unless you can make it work some other way, because the other one you're gonna to want to target is the Yankees versus Homer Bailey, five one nine team total, lefties three ninety nine, righties four ten. Uh, if you can get a, a lot of Yankees and D backs, those two Yankees might be a little more popular. because people see that East Coast bias, whatever. The Yankees D backs combo one two punch is a good good angle there, and then you can mix and match, you know, like. Boston versus Andrew Moore is not bad. you got to wonder how tired those guys are going to be after that night, but it's an interesting matchup. Um, and then you can pick on Samarja or Williams with uh, those bats. They're not the best matchups because of the ballpark. And then if you want to be really contrarian, like I said, you like Phillips and Kemp and some of those bats with the Braves versus Corbin it'll be really, really contrarian. It's just Corbin's been sneaky good. But definitely they can run into one and surprise you. So those would be your contrarian angles. But if you want to just be cash or just try to get as many home runs as you possibly can, Yankees and D-backs is the way to go in that matchup. And um just depends on what pitching you want to use. And I think I'm going to go with the route of I'm going to save money on uh, on the pitching and uh, go to uh, the bats. That's kind of where I'm looking at this one. But... Um, I can't say I'm not going to make at least one sale lineup. I will be totally honest with you on that one. There's no sugarcoating that. But let's get into your evening slate. It's a 10-game slate with some very interesting pitching. You remember on Tuesday night, I said it's kind of a let's save money. I said, I'm not paying for Tyon. Well, he got shelled. doesn't mean I thought he was going to get shelled. Just, I wasn't paying for it, and I'm glad I didn't. Uh, Bumgarner, I didn't want to pay for it, And you know what? I'm glad I didn't. They only went 80 pitches. Like, what the heck was that? I, I haven't seen a report why. Maybe he's hurt. I didn't dig into the Twitter sphere this, this morning. I was busy getting ready for this. So I, I honestly don't know what that was about. It really wasn't much to like. Sunny Gray wasn't bad. Those are all unearned runs. Uh, Clevenger got killed. That one sucked. But other than that, Lance Land and Company, a lot of good stuff to like on that. Let's take a quick look at the weather for you. Uh, by the way, your day slate looks pretty darn clear. Wouldn't worry too much about that. And if you're wondering why it's a 4 and a 10, there's a Baltimore-Tampa Bay game at 12-10 Eastern, not on the DraftKings slate. As we go to your evening set of action, Houston-Philly, just fine. Milwaukee against Washington, very nice. Decent hitting environment. Oakland-Toronto is fine. Angels-Indians, fine. Very humid. We saw the ball fly out of there last night. Uh, two two grannies for the Indians, a walk-up granny for Incarnacion 11-7 final. Could see a lot more of that today, potentially. Um, Royals Tigers, nice and warm. Not bad, but not super hot. Marlins Rangers, wind blowing in, but hotter than heck yet again. So the ball, yet again, because a lot of runs, yet again. So expect it today. Cubs White Sox, just fine in that one. Rockies Cardinals, going to be hot and humid. Good hitting environment there for a little Hoffman Seymour. Those are two pitchers I'm very intrigued by tonight. Mets Padres are fine. Dodgers Twins, just fine. So your pitching is totally fine. I mean, you're picking your weather totally fine on your 10-game slate unless something crazy comes up. Always possible. Let's take a look at your totals on the evening. We kick it off with the Houston, Philadelphia is 8. Milwaukee against Washington, 9. You have Oakland, Toronto, 9.5. Angels, Indians are waiting for a total because stuff got switched around there with Nalasco starting. Uh, Royals. Tigers, 10. Marlins, Rangers, 10. Cubs, White Sox, 9.5. Rockies, Cardinals, 8.5. Mets, Padres were waiting for because Chassin got scratched last night starting today. And Twins, Dodgers were waiting for because Brock Stewart coming out of the pen to make a spot start. He's only going to throw about 50 pitches at the most. So that's a, a sketchy one there. Let's get at it. Much, much more to think about on this one. Your high price guy is you, Darvish at 12-1. Make sure he's starting as he is on the trade block. Just like Sonny Gray yesterday, it could be a last-minute thing. You never know. It's a little sketch with Darvish these days. In that ballpark, in that hitting environment, you saw Cole Hamels got ripped up for a little bit but settled down. Um, he was in Tampa's last start. Great team to strike out, 32.4 points. But then Kansas City, 17-6. Angels, 20.3. A negative against Boston at home, 16.7, 34-6. Up and down, but... High upside, no doubt about that when it comes to you, Darvish. But it's 12-1, and I might want to save money on some uh, and get some bats. Um facing a, mar- a Marlins team striking out 20.4% of the time. Last 30 days, he's 24th on the barrel FIP. Getting barreled 3.68% of the time, striking out 25% of the batters he's facing. It's kind of depends on the risk you want to pay. It's a 4-5-8 total, which is a pretty decent total. Lefty's 291, righty's 272. Darvish is just that. He's, a hit. he's hit or miss, and he's 12-1. So, depends on what you want to do. I might sprinkle Darvish, but I think I'll go elsewhere, and I'll start with guys like Carlos Carrasco at 11,000. At home against the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, last 10 games averaging about 20 points. Been better on the road than at home, so buyer beware there. Facing an Angels team that uh, strikes out 20% of the time versus right-handed pitching crasco has got 28% K rate, 13% swinging strike rate. lot to like in that aspect of things. Um, still waiting on that total, but lefty's 322. Righty's only 283. Got a lot of righties in that lineup. You know, you got Valbueno, Calhoun. Calhoun had a bomb last night. I mentioned he was a decent punt play for the power upside. But between him, um, that's about all I can really think of that scares me from the left side of the plate. You might be able to sneak in another one or two, but nothing too crazy. From the left side, so Carrasco, if you're going to pay up, is my top guy at 11k. Darvish is a little too risky for me with the upsides there, and Mike Fires at 10.2. As much as I like Mike Fires, as much as we have rode Mike Fires, ten thousand two hundred dollars, really. He's uh, been outstanding. His last few games, 35 point four both things you gotta love. But then prior to that at Toronto 13.5. If you had a 13.5 and you paid 10.2, that's not good, folks. A 19.4, a 15-2, a 20.7, a 17.6. So that stretch of games, you're gonna want that 20.7 is about the, the floor you're gonna want for 10-2. It's not ideal. Last 30 days, he's 16th best on the barrel FIP, getting barreled 3.33% of the time. Striking out 33.33% of the batters he's facing, which is outstanding. But he's also walking 10%, which gets you into trouble, especially in a hitter's ballpark like Philadelphia. Now, we know it is the Phillies, and they do strike out 23.5% of the time versus righties. He's got a decent ground ball, decent hard contact. Still gives up a home run to fly ball at a 19.6% clip. Not good in that kind of ballpark either. The Phillies do have a low team total. Or where, I thought I saw that earlier. Where did it go? Oh, yeah, the lowest on the evening slate at 3.89. That's good. Lefty's 3.10, righty's 3.53. It's just you want to pick your poison. Morton was outstanding last night. Just filthy, and he wasn't walking, guys. It's always Morton's caveat. That's what we said. Uh, the night before, Peacock was good before the rain out. So if you want to go with fires, I have no problem with it. He'd be my second choice behind Carrasco. It's just you really got to hope <laughs> the good fire shows up because I, I told you with this game log. You get this guy in the 30s, phenomenal, but you get the guy in the 15s, this isn't good. So you got to figure out which one you're going to get. Up top, I go Carrasco, fires, and then I really don't think I can pay up for Darvish tonight. Um, it's not a bad matchup, but in that ballpark and everything, little too little too sketchy for me. Now we go down to the next tier. Gio Gonzalez, 9,700 bucks at home against the Milwaukee Brewers. Milwaukee Brewers took Edwin Jackson to Pound Town last night. Um, not all his fault, but they they hit a few home runs off him, to say the least. Uh, Geo coming off a rough start at the Angels, but then prior to that, pretty darn good stuff, 31-2 at Cincy, 14-1 against Atlanta, but then 29-4 at St. Louis, 22-7, 24-4, 22-8, 27-1, 19-9, 17-7. The dude's been pretty darn good. A lot of it smoke and mirrors, but he's been good at home, 1-9-5 ERA, in nine <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> in nine starts, 59 strikeouts and 55 in a third innings pitched. Been really, really good. And the thing we talk about with the Brewers, it's all or nothing. They had it all versus Edwin. But now you're facing um, Geo. And they strike out 26.1% of the time versus lefties, which is great. He's striking out almost 23%. The walks are still an issue. But very low hard contact, very good ground ball rate. It's the risk-reward which Milwaukee team shows up, which Geo shows up. 435 totals, one of the lower ones on the slate. Lefties in only 256. So that's Eric Thames. That's Sogard or VR. That's uh, Shaw. Um, Braun might be out. It's Brett Phillips. There's a lot to think about. Uh, they're, they're, they called up Brentson, I believe, to put Braun on the DL. So it makes for a very intriguing play with Geo. Now we know the power ups, like I said, with the strikeouts are there. At 9,700, if you don't want to pay into the five digits, I think Geo makes for it a very intriguing play. The blow up potential against Milwaukee is always there but the upside is tremendous in that matchup so Gio is definitely on the list at 9700 uh jake area the gpp only 9300 bucks back-to-back 185 18 8 performances against st louis at baltimore he's been rough this year there's no in that um facing the chicago white Sox team rivalry going into chicago in the south side uh you got the uh dh and play now which is a big difference they do strike out 22.3% of the time versus righties. He's striking about 23%. Hard contact's down to 28.3, which is really good. Not the best homer to fly ball, but that's even dropped form to 15-2. Um, and they have a low team total of 4 of 8 It's like the fourth lowest on the, on the night. Uh, lefty's hitting 300 only. Righty's 263. So he's gotten much, much better. So he makes for a very intriguing play. Uh, I know people are scared off by him. He has the potential to get shelled at times. The White Sox offense is just hit and miss, and it's been really missing a lot lately. So that part gets me really intrigued. I think Arietta at 93 could be a very uh, sneaky play. Him and Geo as a 1-2, if you don't want to pay up, could be nice. Uh, they got Carrasco Fires up there too. So Arietta below Geo is definitely on my radar. Uh, the next guy, Carlos Martinez, Seamart. I'm hoping people are scared by his recent performances. I really, really do. And if he gets hit hard again, so be it. But he went 8.9 at Chicago. But that was because he gave up 10 hits. He only gave up two earned and only struck out three. So he wasn't horrific, but not great by any means. 10 hits is never good. But that was a lefty-heavy lineup. Lefties hit Carlos very, very well. At Pittsburgh 18-2, got hit hard by the Mets, 2.7 points. Another lefty-heavy lineup. The Nats, 0.7. Lots of lefty thumb, plus some really good righties. Prior to that, 24-7, 12-7, 27-3, 48-3, 18-7, 33-8. We know Carlos is one of the best pitchers in baseball. He's been very good at home. Facing a Rockies team, like we said with Lance Lynn, you have Charlie Blackman. That's about the only lefty. Parr has been really good. Don't get me wrong. He batted cleanup last night. I had at least a double I saw, maybe more. So he's not bad. I'm not going to write Parr off, but he's not elite. And then you got Carlos Gonzalez who's horrible, especially outside of Coors. If those guys run into one, so be it. Blackman's the only guy he really has to worry about, in my opinion. And then you're facing a Rocky Sino strikes out 22.6% of the time. Carlos uh, striking out 25.6. Ground ball rate of almost 50%. There's a lot to like with Seymour, and he's only $8,400. That's the part that just makes you kind of scratch your head. Rocky's second lowest total on the slate at 3.94. Lefties, like I said, 3.31. They hit him well. Riding's only like 2.39. Cmart has got that part figured out for now. I think he makes for a great play at 8,400 bucks. I will pay the price if it's a. If I'm getting trapped here, I'm getting trapped. But I'm going in with Cmart at 8,400 bucks as my probably top option because value-wise, getting me bats-wise, I love me some Carlos. And if he gets blown up. We move on to Thursday, but uh, at 8,400 bucks, that price tag is just too cheap. I'll try to be contrarian somewhere else. I will eat the chalk on this one, but because that price tag is just, it's wrong. I know he's had some rough starts. It's a great matchup, Colorado outside of Coors. If they light him up, so be it. Like honestly, so be it. I'll take that gamble because like you have Jimmy Nelson at 8,000. He's been pitching great against the Washington team in Washington, who struggled against Zach Davies. I think he'll be uh he'll be very chalky. But uh, struggled at Pittsburgh. He's pitched really, really well overall. If you want to take the gamble at eight thousand, knock yourself out. But um, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pay up for Carmart. I'm going down. After Carmart, it gets <laughs> really interesting. Guys, I mentioned Jimmy Nelson already. As you go down some more, you know, Ian Kennedy, no, Stephen Matz can't figure it out if he has a great game in San Diego. So be it. He's just been a disaster. Um, I, 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 that's 7700 bucks. I, I can't do it. Hopefully it does well. A gamble I'd rather take, and it's a very sketchy one, and I think it'll be extremely low owned. is Aaron Nola. The guy's been nothing short of outstanding. Averaging 22.4 his last 10. one six last start out. eighteen one at Milwaukee. 28.4. 32.8. Uh, 28.4. 30.9. That's his last six starts. Outstanding stuff from Aaron Nola. And the part I love is people are going to be scared off. And again, if he gets blown up, he gets blown up. But he's got 23 points on average at home. Pitched really, really well. 52 Ks and 47 a third. And he's facing a team. People are going to see three letters next to it. H-O-U. The Houston Astros. Oh no, we can't pitch anybody against the Houston Astros. It's a great hitter's ballpark. You can't pitch him against the Houston Astros. Nope. Can't do it. They don't strike out a lot. 18%. Sure, that's true. It's very true. But A... He's seven thousand five hundred, which is way, way cheaper than he's been in a while, and he should be. B. No Carlos Correa, likely no George Springer. Still, you got Nola striking out twenty five point four percent, a ground ball rate of forty eight point four, which I love. Um, Houston's team total. You're gonna want to listen to this. It's the third lowest on the slate at four point one one. Lefty's 313, righty's 282. I know team totals aren't everything, but they do help when you're trying to find a rare play to do things. If they get blown up, it's a $7,500 player. You're not paying up for Darvish at 12-1. I think Aaron Nola, let me put it this way to you. I think Aaron Nola has the same risk reward as you Darvish does tonight. And you're saving, what is that, forty 4600 bucks? That's a lot of money. A lot of money. Now, it is the Houston Astros. It can be very terrifying. Um, like I said, lefty's 313, righty's 282. So you got guys like Brian McCann probably catches. You got Marvin Gonzalez. O- Altuve hits everybody. Um, Gurriel's hitting very well. But he's a righty, which Noah does good against. Uh, you got Derek Fisher. He's good. Not the greatest lefty. He's had that big first game. I love Derek Fisher. He could have a big game again. But then what, Nori Aoki? The lefties aren't the scariest lefties. They are. They're good. I know it's used. So I'm trying to convince myself. This is a great play, but I think it's a really good play. And very contrarian and very low-owned. So my, my other logic to it is, if you are paying for Seamart, which should be chalkier than Chalky, you match him up with Nola. A, you get all kinds of bats. B, there's your contrarian play. There's your angle. Now, both can get lit up. Nola It is Houston. No one in their right mind would be surprised if Houston scored 10 runs tonight. But Nola is very, very underrated, and I will go to battle with him again. Not as much as Seamart, but I will have some Nola in my lineup at $7,500. Next up, we got Julius Chassin making the start. He was scratched yesterday, so beware. I don't know what the deal is with him, why he got scratched. Um, It doesn't – a back tightened up warming up, so – might not even want to roll the dice with him, but he, like yesterday I said, he's been very, very good at uh, uh, at home. He's facing a Mets team that's loaded with lefties. Lefties do hit chasin well, so beware there. And my only guy below 7K that I'm looking at, so your only punt really, that I'm looking at, and maybe you find one you like, is Jeff Hoffman at Col- from Colorado. He's been really, really bad of late. At home, though, He's where he's been really, really bad. He only got 10.1 his last road start at the Mets. But prior to that, road starts at the Giants 17-6, at the Cubs 28-7, San Diego 34, Philadelphia 30. If you look at his splits, he's got a 7790 7 area at home, a two four six on the road, 0.85 whip, opponent average of 197, averaging 24.1 points on the road, 33 Ks and 33 innings pitched. That is really good stuff. Scary part, last 30 days, fourth worst on the barrel FIP. Uh, 5.26% barrel rate, only striking out about 13% and walking 12%. That is scary. Most of those starts in the last 30, I believe at least 3 out of 4, were in Coors. So take that with a grain of salt. Still, he might be might be a little bit of a mess right now. There's no sugarcoating that. St. Louis does strike out 21.3% of the time. Overall, Hoffman has a 20% K rate outside of that last 30-day hiccup. St. Louis' total of 4.56. Lefty's 3.09, righty's three. 67 So the upside is there with Hoffman at 6600 It's definitely worth a look So down below uh, I'll break them up into two different sections 8k and above Um, I got Cmart number 1 Geo number 2 If you go down below Nola, Chassin, Hoffman I got Nola 1, Hoffman 2, Chassine 3 So overall on this slate Carrasco fires up top 1-2 And the more you look at fires It's an $800 saving on Carrasco But it's risky to pick your poison in the middle, Seamart and Geo love Seamart. Geo does have that upside. And then down below, Nola, Hoffman, and Chassin. I think I'm going to have way too much Seamart-Nola action. And we'll see if I pay for it. I very well could. But that's the gambles. I'm a GPP player. And that's what you do to win you know, and get the bats and do that kind of stuff. So I will take that gamble most nights. Speaking of those bats, let's check them out. We'll kick it off with the catching position, which, as always, is a question mark at times. I mentioned a couple names already, but you got guys like Wilson Contreras, who's absolutely on fire, crushing the baseball. And the Cubbies get to go to a nice hitter's ballpark uh, with the White Sox at um, U.S. Cellular. And he's facing good old big game James at $4,600. These are all things we just live for when it comes to... uh, Fantasy baseball, especially daily fantasy. Last 10 games, 14.1 points. 26 points yesterday. Five homers in his last 10 games. He's a great pay if you want to pay up for catching. I usually don't love paying up for catching, but there's always one or two that'll get your attention. Brian McCann versus Nola at 41 if you think Nola's going to have a rough one. That was Bonnie at 4,100 versus Urban Santana. Young uh, Grand- Grandal, we knows a lot of all-or-nothing type stuff, but he has 8.1 points his last 10 games. That's three home runs his last 10. And he hits right-handed pitching so, so well. 4,100 might be worth it tonight. As you go down some more, Alex Avila, if he's hitting towards the top more than the bottom at 36, versus Kennedy, because he has struggled of late. So down below, he loses a lot of appeal in that. Uh, as you go down some more, you got the likes of... Uh, Miguel Montero gets to start for Blue Jays at 31 versus Blackburn. That is a little bit of upside. You know, he doesn't like the world on fire, but he has a little pump, a little little thump that can make something happen for you. Hector Sanchez switch hitting for the Padres if he's in the lineup at 3K. Whichever Padres is in there, but Sanchez, Torrens, I think Hedges is still out, but if he's back, those guys are all cheap worth a look against Steven Matz. And then... Uh, Jason Castro versus Brock Stewart, because you get Stewart for fifty pitches, and then you get bullpen action, so he's worth the pay at twenty eight. He's been he's been really sketchy of late. I'd almost rather have Matt Weeters at twenty eight versus Jimmy Nelson, because when it comes to uh, Nelson, we're looking at a national team four six five total Lefty's three twenty five, righties three thirty four. Weeters at uh, twenty eight hundred bucks has some upside. I know he's very inconsistent, but definite upside there. Uh, Bruce Maxwell, it's all or nothing. It was nothing last night. He's 2,600 versus Estrada. Estrada uh, D- is very much able to give up some home runs, so keep an eye on that one as well. So some cheap options there if you want to go that direction. Otherwise, there's some really good ones up top. I don't always pay for catchers, but uh, GPPs, I can see it. Cash, usually not, but they're there if you need them. First base, Cody Bellinger versus Irvin Santana at 54 is very very much worth a look. Smoke at 53 versus Blackburn is not bad at all. Rizzo at 52 versus Big Game James is pretty darn outstanding. Can't sugarcoat that much. That is a really, really good play. The Indians are facing Ricky Nolasco. Lefty's 317. Righty's 346. I already mentioned it earlier. Edwin Encarnacion, another good play at 49. He had that grand slam walk-off last night. He had 31 points yesterday. He's averaging 10.6 his last 10. He's in play against Ricky Nalasco. If not, Carlos Santana, 48th, not bad either. Double-donged a couple nights ago. Indians are a sneaky, well not sneaky, are a nice play against Velasco because I think everyone's going to flock to the Cubs versus Shields and rightfully so. As you go down some more, you got the likes of Hosmer versus Animal Sanchez at 43. I like that a lot. The Royals are very much on my radar. Sanchez has been hit and miss, good of late, which is funny. Like he just got some really good starts and some really Animal Sanchez starts. So you don't know which one's going to show up. But overall, the Royals bats have been playing really, really well. So you can get Hosmer at forty three, a big discount from those guys up top. I don't mind that at all. Lucas Duda forty two versus Chassin. lefties just destroy destroy Chacin. Uh It's a good, it's a better pitcher's ballpark than normal, but still not great. It has re, uh, come back to, to earth after its openings, but Hosmer and Duda at that forty three and forty two range uh, definitely some upside if you don't want to pay up top. Yonder Alonso has been pretty quiet of late. Maybe it's the trade talks getting in his head. Who knows. Maybe he's coming back to realize he's yonder Alonzo and he's not you know just the master we all thought he was. But he's only averaging 3.3 his last ten games, so the slump could be real. But he's facing Estrada who gives up the long ball. There's no sugarcoating that. Um, you look at Marco Estrada. Let me get his home run to fly ball for you. I got it right here. It's down to twelve percent, which is good for him, but he's only got a ground ball rate of thirty-one point nine. So a lot of fly balls in a ballpark where the ball does fly. You got an A's team with the lefties 285, righty's 330. So it's reverse splits. So maybe not ideal for Yonder, might be ideal for guys like Ryan Healy and company. So we'll get to them. But Yonder at 38 is worth a look. I like Will Myers quite a bit against Stephen Matts, 3800 bucks. So first base definitely like you can get you can get contrarian tonight already. We haven't even gotten past first base, but you can pay up at catcher, go a middle price guy at first base, and that'll already that'll already set you apart from a lot of lineups out there because a lot of people love to pay up at first base, and you can go that route. So Will Myers at 38 is intriguing. Ryan Zimmerman mentioned righties and lefties at Nelson. Well, he's 38, but he has, he's not as hot as he once was. Napoli versus Urena at 37. Not the best play, but definite upside in that hitting environment. Can't ignore that. Texas five four two total. Lefties 340. Righties 314 versus Urena. Uh, As you continue to go down, obviously it's not as good as it was before, but you got likes of uh, Matt Carpenter versus Hoffman. Joey Gallo double-dong last night. It's always that upside. He's got 4K upside. He's got double-dong upside. He's first base, third base. He's only 3,600. GPP plays always in play, especially against a guy like Arena in that ballpark. I can see Joey going deep at least again, once again tonight, if not twice. Victor Martinez, swinging a pretty decent bat. He's 3,500 versus Kennedy. Ten more points last night. Average of 9.8 is last ten. I, I, I used to never, I told you all the time, I used to never play Victor, but when he's hot, he's hot, and I played him off and on lately, and it's been paying off, so you get him at thirty five hundred bucks. He's got double digit upside against a guy like Ian Kennedy. Definitely worth the play to uh, make your lineups a little different. Got to be willing to take gambles. Can't take all the chalk in the world. Uh, Ryan Healy. He has slumped tremendously. Only averaging two point seven in his last ten. But he's thirty one hundred. If you want to take that gamble, that Estrada uh, doesn't have it. But other than that, you can. I go as low as if you don't want to go to Healy, you go as low as. Uh, Victor Martinez at 35 there's a lot of good options there. Basically between 43 and 35 some really good average value guys to some value guys and then you got up top so first base lots of good ways to attack it there. Second base Jose Altuve is really good at baseball. He's 5300 bucks, 7 points last night which is disappointing for him. Averages 14.4 his last 10, averages 10.9 of the season. 5300 He's always in play. I don't care who he's facing. He's one of those guys like some like the Harpers and Trouts. Althibe's in play. Lefties better than righty's, but he's in play. Jose Ramirez has been a little quiet of late. Good matchup versus Alaska at 52. If you want to hope for the bounce back, uh, a play I like. Should be Chalky, second base outfield, Ian Happ. 47 versus big game James. That's definitely worth a look. Murphy at 46 versus Nelson's in play. Uh, Zobrist swinging it really well. Now that he's healthy, he's been leading off a lot. I hope he's leading off again. He had 24 points yesterday. He's averaging 9.8 in his last 10. He's 4400 bucks. He's second base outfield eligible versus Shields. And he gets overlooked quite a bit. Maybe not tonight against a guy like Shields, but does get overlooked. Um, when it comes to Shields, it's lefty's $385, righty's 371 You don't get too picky. So like Javi Bias, second base shortstop. I don't like paying this much for Javi, but 4400 Guess a guy like Shields could be worth a look. I'd just go Hap or Zobris, but he's there if you need him. Whit Merrifield went deep last night. He's 4,300 versus Sanchez. Another guy I don't like to pay that much for, but he's been productive. And if you want to do a part of a stack, I'd go there. I wouldn't go one-off, but stack, he's in play. It Drupal Cabrera, 41 versus chasin Pretty crazy. He was 35 versus him yesterday. He's 41 versus him today. Interesting to look at that angle. Brian Dozer, 39, is in play. Ruggie Odora liked him. His power upside is tremendous. Went deep yesterday. He had 21 points yesterday. He's 3800 bucks for Urena. He's a very nice play again in this middle price range. Don't sleep on Rugie. He's always got that. He's a lot like Gallo, but a li, he's better than Gallo. But he's sim, similar in the idea. The power's always there. If you're not using fire, Cesar Hernandez, at 36 is worth a look. Uh, Paul DeJong, another ding dong. He's back third. Back-to-back games, at least, if not three straight now. I'm liking this, Matheny. Don't prove me wrong that I'm starting to think you can half think for yourself. But he's 3,500. He's second-base shortstop. Like I said, went deep again. That's 19 points last night. Four homers in his last 10. 9.7 points on average his last 10. Paul DeYoung, really good stuff there. If Johnny Villar gets to start, we don't go there. He's switch hitter. You can if you think he's doing it, but he's been better from the left and the right for the most part in his career, 3,500. As you go down some more, you got likes of, uh, well, it's pretty bleak down here. If Greg Garcia gets to start, he's 28. I wouldn't run to that. I'd go elsewhere. Like I'd roll the dice on Yolmer Sanchez at 27 versus Arietta, which I really don't like that much either. You might want to pay up. Let's just put it that way. Adrianza's 25 versus uh, Stewart. That's not horrible if you're going to punt. Overall, the punts are really bad at second base. i try to stay up to like that 33, 34 range or above. Third base, Crush Bryant, 53, is very solid play there. Again, Ramirez, 52, Arenado, 51, versus Carmart. You got Marwin Gonzalez, 46, versus Nola. That's one of the lefties. If you think Nola gets hit, Marwin has to be in play for you. Yeah, very much. Third base, outfield eligible. Anthony Nardone at 45, definitely in play. Donaldson, 44, not lighting the world on fire. Decent matchup versus Blackburn, though. But, yeah, he's only averaging 4.8 in his last 10. So it's risky. I'd rather go probably Beltre at 44. Nice upside there. Justin Turner at 43. Love me some Moustakis at 42 against Animal. Moustakis just continues to crush the baseball. Really good play at 42. I'm always a a Travis Shaw fan, but rarely use him against lefties. He's 4K. I'll probably pay elsewhere if he goes off. I'll tip my cap because he did well for me last night as normal with the ding-dong and some walks. Gallo again, 3,600. Keep him on your radar. Castellanos 35 versus Kennedy is not a bad play. Jericho went deep last night. He's 34 versus Hoffman. Very much in play tonight. Again, Mikel Franco. If you don't think Fires is going to get there, uh, like I was saying with Philly, Fires oh. reverse splits. Lefties 310, righties 353. So Franco could be a sneaky, very, very low on play at 3,400. Uh, Healy 31, I'm not in love with. Matt Chapman's up to 2,900. He's come from 2K to 29 just like that. Still in play against the starter with that fly ball rate and his power. It's, it's one of the better punts. I know third base is the ideal punt spot, The power upside of Chapman at 29. If you are going to punt somewhere, so far it's been one of the best punt spots we've seen. Another guy to keep an eye on, he was pretty good in the minor. He's a switch hitter, so he's a lefty bat versus Carrasco today. He had 12 points last night. He's played in two games. 12 and 16 points. Two for four last night with a double. Two for three the night before with a double. I'm talking Caleb Cowhart or Cohart. I'll have to figure that one out. I haven't looked at it. It is Carlos Carrasco. He can humble this kid in a heartbeat, showing the same AAA son. But uh, at the same time, good upside there at uh, 2200 bucks at third base. So keep an eye on him as a nice punt play as well. Shortstop. Got Lindor at forty seven, that's not bad. Seeger at forty seven, not bad either. Andrews forty six, not bad. Bias forty-four, not bad. Trevor Story went deep, I'll let him keep going deep on his own. If Drew Cabrera, forty one, is in play, those guys up top, they're not bad matchups at all. I just don't know if I'm gonna pay up at that position for them. Like Simeon at thirty nine I like, I prefer him versus a lefty, but that again, Estrada, big fly ball guy. Addison Russell, thirty nine versus shield. I'd rather gamble on him than pay up for a lot of those guys. Um Jose Reyes at 36 isn't bad. Again, if you just want to go Paul DeYoung, $3,500. bucks. he has got just as much upside as those guys up top, and you're saving over a grand uh, at 3500 No problem at all with that. As you go down some more, like uh, Tim Anderson, no. Not going to go there. Maybe some uh, Ryan Goings at 26 if you want to go really low and off the wall. Adrian's at 25. If Steven Drew's bad in second again, he's third-base shortstop eligible at 25. That's not bad. If the spot in the order dictates it, but overall not the best punting options, but some good options like Nyong'o at thirty-five. I know he can go over, but the guy is hitting it so well; like you gotta respect that price tag. Heading the outfield, you got Bellinger at fifty-four, Harper at fifty-four, uh, Blackman at fifty-three. Good plays, but Conforto at fifty-three might be the best of those going up against Chasen and the way he's hitting the ball. You got Trout at fifty-two, Stanton at fifty-two. Tough matchups, but they're elite hitters in good environments. Uh, Michael Brantley, swinging a really, really good bat. He's 47 versus Nolasco. uh Definitely keep your eye on him. Ian Happ at 47 is definitely in play. Redick at 47 versus Nola. That's a lefty I forgot. That was my bad. But still, it doesn't mean I don't like Nola. I still love Nola. But Reddick is worth a look if you are fading Nola. Like Marron Gonzalez, Josh Reddick. these are guys that if you're fading Nola, you need to have them in your lineup. If you're fading Seamart, Gerardo Parra at 46 is in your lineup. Then Byron Gal- Gonzalez again at 46. A guy I keep telling you guys keeps doing it. Didn't have the biggest night last night. He was quiet. I think three points. Yeah, three points last night. Still averaging ten point seven in his last ten. I'm talking Tommy Pham at forty five. Good matchup versus Hoffman. Jay Bruce forty five versus Chassine. The Mets prices have all gone up tonight. Love it. Got Zobrist at forty four, which I like a ton. Chris Davis, definite home run upside versus a guy like Estrada at forty four. Make sure Ryan Braun is in the lineup. There's rumors he might be going on the DL. If he is in the lineup, which I'm really hoping he is, he's only 44 versus a lefty in Geo. He matches left-handed pitching. So keep uh, keep that in mind. Since you chew leading off at 43, my boy, solo owned last night. I tell you, if he's hit leadoff, he's always in play. He's hit he hit leadoff last night. I'm talking Bradley Zimmer at 4,200. He was 4K last night. He's 42 tonight. He had 40 points last night, three for five. Two runs, a grand slam, two stolen bases. On a season, he has six homers, ten doubles, or one triple, and 12 stolen bases. Average of 9.3 his last 10. This guy he was a top prospect for a reason. Power-speed combo. Good matchup versus Alaska at 4,200. Love me some Bradley Zimmer. I just think he might be a little chalkier after last night's performance. But remember, we've been on this guy quite a bit. Definitely in play again tonight. Uh, you got the guys, Carlos Gomez, power upside at 4,100. Carlos Beltran, 41 versus Noah if he's in the lineup. Um, Jason Hayward can be a, a, a nice low-owned play at 4K versus James Shields. Average 9.6 his last 10 games, quietly being somewhat productive for Jason Hayward standards. Christian Yellick went deep yesterday. If you're not on Darvis, Yellick at 4K is definitely in play. Brandon Moss swinging it well at 3,900 versus uh, Animal. Nice upside play below 4K. Don't mind that at all. Joey bats at thirty nine is intriguing. Uh, Brian Goodwin leading off for the Nats at thirty nine is not bad at all. Melky Cabrera, I don't care if he's facing Arietta. Melky's swinging the ball, the bat really, really well. He's only thirty eight hundred bucks, averaging eight point nine in his last ten. Good upside with him. Don't mind that at all. Uh, Good fate of Arietta as well, if you are not using him, of course. As you go down some more, you look at guys like Schwarber at thirty seven. Tremendous upside at that at that price tag. Tremendous upside. Could be dh I like that a lot at 37. I know he doesn't light the world on fire, but that power upside is tremendous. He's averaging 6.1 in his last 10. um, In his last 10 games alone, he has two long balls. So he could get number three against Shields tonight at 37. Uh, Matt Joyce against Estrada at 36. Nice upside at that price tag. Jose Perella for the Padres at 3,600 for Steven Matz. That could be a sneaky low on play. With some upside, some serious upside versus Mats. Um, as you go down some more, like Odubel Herrera at 35 for fighting fires could be intriguing. Hunter Renfro at 35 was outstanding for Steven Mats. The power upside's there against lefties and righties, but big time against lefties. Yeah, he went deep again last night off Lugo. He four homers in his last 10 games, averaging 8.9 those last 10. Very nice play at 3,500 against Steven Mats. Like that quite a bit. Alex Gordon's been better of late. Like last 10, 10 to 14 games, he's 3,400 for Sanchez. I'm not running to him, I'd pay up 100 for Renfro, but it is a lower price guy with some upside against Annibal which I can get behind. Derek Fisher at 34 again. If you think Noel's going to be off, Fisher's a really good play at 3,400 bucks. Really good play. He was hitting like fifth or sixth last night. So if you think he's going to be off, it's not bad at all. Um, I'll get to him in a minute. He's not there right now. Nick Williams at 33. If you think Fires is off, or if you just want a one-off, if you're not using him, you don't have to, you don't have to like full fade mode. But at 3,300 bucks, he was batting third last night. Big time power bat. Big time power bat. Good upside against a guy like Fires. You can give some up. Nick Williams at 33 definitely worth a look today. Max Kepler 33 versus Brock Stewart is in play. Stewart does have good K potential, but also can get hit around. Plus, you will get some long relief out of their bullpen, so keep that in mind. John Jay, especially if he's leading off for his big game. James at thirty-two, tremendous upside. Very nice, cheap option in Chicago. You get like Jay Hayward and Schwarber will all be lower on the guys like Rizzo and Happ and Zobrist and uh, uh, Chris Bryant. You get all those guys, that are all below four K. Just keep that in mind if you want to be get a contrarian angle to uh, to the the Cubs. Now it might not be all lined up in a stack, but it's just an angle you can go with. Jock Jams for everyone. Santana at 32 is intriguing for the power upside. Again, remember, Nomar Mazzara has been slumping big time. He did have an RBI knock last night, so he's 31. power upside there if you think he's going to bust out. Lewis Brinson got the recall. That's the guy I was looking for. Got recalled. I'm guessing might be in the lineup. He struggled his first go-around. No sugarcoat in that. Batted a, a buck 97. But he has a right-handed bat versus Gio. If you want to take the GPP gamble. Not sure how good the upside is, but it's there at 3K. Cole Calhoun versus Carrasco at 29. Just too cheap for the upside if you're not using Carrasco. It's a, a nice value one-off. If he gets a zero, he gets a zero, but he'll be solo owned. If he goes yard like he did yesterday, and he has the ability to do very much in play. Grossman at 29 for Minnesota. Worth a look below 3K. Um, he's not in the lineup because he's in AAA, but if you guys go look up Alex Vertigo's home run for the Dodgers, he hit a bomb, and then he hit it hit off the dude, the dude's, the outfielder's head, and went by another thirty feet. It was crazy. Uh, as you go down some more, Brett Phillips at twenty seven, it's lefty lefty, so be careful. Not too much down below lately. Uh, Adam Engel at twenty five, if you want to punt versus Arrieta, which is not always the best, but can be at times this year, so it's worth a look if you want to go down there at twenty five and get some serious salary relief. That's about it. Not too much in the outfield position to really run home about. So again, you're pitching up top. Carrasco fires in between C. Mark Gonzalez. I'm gambling on the Carmark train. Uh, and then down below, Nola, Hoffman, Chasin. definitely all worth looks to me. Remember, you're stacking options. Uh, Padres righties versus Mats. I know they only hit 307 right, lefties 309. But Matt's has been off. He's been funky. Power upside like guys like Renfro. You got Pirella. if. Uh, the catchers have some power upside. Not sure if Margot's in or out still. If he's in, he's worth a look as well. I didn't mention him when I went through, but he's worth a look if he's still in. So stuff to look at there. Uh, Mets versus Chassie and the lefties. They're a little pricey today compared to normal, but definitely in play. Um, Dodgers versus Santana's not bad because you don't know what Irvin's going to show up. He's got hit around lately. Indians versus Alaska I like quite a bit. Lefty 317, righty's 346. Edwin could have another big night. Zimmer, love him again. As you go down some more, uh, the Cubs versus Big Game James, that's a no-brainer. Rangers versus Urena, lefties 340, righties 314. That's why I like Joey Gallo, Odor. Their upside's tremendous on a day like today, especially in that hitting environment. Um, As you go down some more, uh, too bad that Tampa-Baltimore game's out there with Obalo. That sucks. But the Royals versus Animal Sanchez, I like that. They're they're like middle price to to, to value plays. Lefties 335, righties 378. The Royals could be that nice mid Mid-tier pricing that's going to really help you get some okay pitching and some really solid bats in your lineup. So I like that quite a bit. Other than that, mix and match, gamble, see what you got to see there. Let's take a look at your BVP and head it on home. I'll even do your day slate BVP here. Uh, for the Yankees versus the Reds, Matt Holiday's 14 for 43 with five doubles, a triple, two homers, a 326 average versus Homer Bailey. For your Red Sox Mariners game, Nelly Cruz, 8 for 23 lifetime with two homers off Chris Sale. Uh, so keep him in mind. He's always good against lefties, but Chris Sale is something special. As we go down some more, you know Matt Kemp, like I said, he's an option. He's 4 for 13 with two doubles, a 308 average versus Corbin. Uh, Sean Rodriguez, a guy I didn't mention, he's only 1 for 5, but was a homer. He's okay versus lefties. You can think about him. McCutcheon versus Samarja, 15 for 37. That's a 405 average, five doubles and a triple. Started Marte hitting 286, eight for 28. But uh, not too much else to really run about. Uh, Bryce Harper, small sample versus Nelson, but three for seven with a homer. You don't really need v- BVP for Harper, but it's there. Geo, or Johnny VR is four for seven with two doubles versus Geo. Uh, Hernan Perez, three for ten with two doubles and a homer. All small samples. Domingo Santana's got a homer. I forgot to mention Domingo. That's a good play in that matchup. That was my bad there. Rajay Davis, three for six versus Estrada with a double, triple, and a homer. Small sample size, so don't go crazy. Edwin, five for eighteen for 278 average versus Alaska with a double and a homer. Carlos Santana's taking him deep, so has Jose Ramirez. Not bad options as we expected. Um, Trout's only two for eight. It's a 250 average, but that's two doubles versus Carrasco. Cole Cahood's only two for 10, which is a 200 average, with a double and a homer against Carrasco. Miguel Cabrera, six for 17 with a two doubles, a triple, and a homer off of Kennedy. Ian Kinsler, seven for 18 with four doubles and a homer. Uh, those are intriguing plays. Upton and v Mart have both taken them deep as well. And then our boys, the Royals, it even looks even better. Eric Hosmer, who was $4,300, 12 for 38 lifetime for a three sixteen average with four doubles and a homer. Alex Gordon is only two sixty one, but he's got a double. Moustakas has a double and a homer. Lorenzo Cain's even got a double and a homer. But Hosmer, I, I like that play a lot, and that makes me feel even better about it. Really, it really does. It's, it's, that's a decent sample size. Decent sample. Charlie Blackman against Seamart, 7 for 14 with a double, triple, and a homer. Lemayhu 6 for 12. Arenado, 4 for 13. All small samples. Blackman's is okay, but still 14 at-bats isn't much. Uh, last but not least, small samples again, but Lucas Duda, well, I liked his price tag. He's 6 for 10, or no, 3 for 6, with a double and 2 home runs off a of chassis So, very small sample, but 2 homers and 6 at-bats. Conforto, 4 for 7 with a homer. Wilmer Flores, even 4 for 6. Jay Bruce, 3 for 8 with a double. Uh, yeah, good things to like with your Mets-bats. So there you have it, guys. Four-game early, ten-game late slate on your Wednesday, July 26th. Remember check us out, thesportsdjens.com, at thesportsdjens. I'm on Twitter, at BDN I'll answer every question I can, when I can. Uh, don't forget to check out the Bench uh, with Bubba episode 47, open recap and Canadian Open DFS preview. And check out DFS Golf God's Canadian Open write-up as well. Around the bases, episode 22, coming out today. Uh, more trade deadline talk, recapping recent trades with Mo, um, going more speculation and rumors, kind of what we think might happen, talk Raphael Davers got real deep, Mo got real deep on the David Price-Eckersley stuff as a Red Sox fan, he let that be known, and, and much, much more on that podcast, check it out, lots of fun stuff for baseball fans there, also UFC 214 is this Saturday, big card, three title fights, Jones-Cormier two, good fights overall, uh, had Dougie back and had a guest Wes Colvin. Really good guy. He's on the MMA analysis. Check out their pods every week or every time there's a UFC card. But they joined me on the UFC 214 preview, so check that out. But more importantly, subscribe, rate, review, MLB, DFS, Quick Hits, all the Sports DJs products. And um, good luck today. Let's make some money. This is MLB, DFS, Quick Hits, your July 26th edition. I'm out.